Welcome to the podcast for Windsor Road Baptist Church. Prepare your heart to receive God's message. Let's welcome Narrowly. Well, good morning and Happy New Year. And also to those that are online, good morning and Happy New Year. It's um, good that you all were able to make it this morning. Um, You didn't stay up all night, obviously. Um, So today I'm going to talk about uh, Destiny Rescue and and what we do. So uh, is anyone familiar with Destiny Rescue? Have you heard about what we do? No one? A couple. That's good. Okay, so it'll all be new to you this morning. So basically uh, I'll be giving you a little bit of a glimpse of what we do in rescuing children um, from human trafficking and in particular sexual exploitation and how we keep these kids kids free. It's not your light topic that um, to start the year off, but it's an important topic. And if we don't talk about it, then who will? Sally was just 15 years old. She was the eldest of her siblings and her father was incapable of providing for them as he should have. So Sally took it upon herself to try and help make family, uh, try and help make ends meet and decided to go and get a job in the city. Now Sally had only ever known her village, the people that she grew up with. She had never been out of there before, much less gone to the city. So this particular day she packed up a few of her belongings and put it into a backpack and she was able to get a ride to the city on the back of a truck. Now the city was a five hour drive away And then finally the truck, it pulled over to the side of the road in a busy part of the city and um, Sally climbed down and stood on the pathway and watched the truck disappear into the distance. Feeling very much afraid, alone and hungry, she saw a noodle bar just off to the side and decided to go and grab some lunch. Well, inside this noodle bar was a lady and she had been watching what was going on and when Sally walked into the noodle bar, she um, started asking Sally some questions like, you know, are you on your own? Why are you in the city? Uh, Are you looking for work? Do you need a place to stay? And Sally said to her, um, a friend of hers had left her village 12 months ago and headed to the city and found a job and a place to live. And she thought, well, if I can just find my friend, she may be able to set me up with work and a place to stay. So this lady, she picked up the phone and started, pretended to make some phone calls. Then eventually she put the phone down and she said, I think I've found your friend. So she said, come and follow me. So Sally followed her down the street and across the road and they entered a building and Sally could not find her friend anywhere here. Next thing she was taken up a flight of stairs and down a hallway into a room. And in this room in the corner was just a rickety old bed. Sally was then handed some clothes, which consisted of a a short skirt and a top, and she was told to have a rest for tonight. She would start working. So as you can imagine, at this point, Sally was pretty confused. And her confusion only increased later on in the night when men started visiting her room. See, many people are under the belief today that slavery doesn't exist, that it was abolished hundreds of years ago. But this is so not true. There are more slaves today than ever before in history. 
It just comes under a new name called human trafficking. Uh, back in October, I went over to Thailand with some of our staff and we worked with some of our agents on the streets um, in Chiang Mai uh, looking for girls in bars and brothels. And on one of the days, we went and visited one of our homes where a lot of the uh, children that we've rescued are now residing and going through their program. And we met a young guy called Knight. Now, he was 14 years old at the time of his story, but he had just had his 15th birthday when we met him. And he came from a normal family. Had His mother died when he was young. Um, he was being brought up by his father and his grandmother, but he was able to attend school and had a pretty normal lifestyle. This particular afternoon, him and his friend decided to go to the video arcade and play video games in the afternoon. While they were at this video arcade, a man approached them, and he said, I have an arcade just down the road where you can come and play our games for free. So what 14-year-old boy wouldn't jump at that chance to be able to play video games for free? So they followed this boy, this man, down the road, and then when they entered his establishment, he had closed the door and locked them. And for three months, these boys had to serve um, men three to five times a night. Fortunately, our agents uh, were out looking for him. They came across this place and um, went undercover, posing as customers, and they went into this establishment and they uh, identified Knight and his friend. So they were able to rescue these two boys as well as rescue two other boys alongside them. Now, Knight, he was sharing that, you know, he's doing really well now. He's able to go back to school this year and his dream is to become a mechanic. But in the meantime, he's learning other skills like baristerine and um, little skills like that so that he's got other things to fall back on. Human trafficking is a huge pro problem around the world and the reason why it exists is because of poverty and lack of education. This is forcing families in these countries to send their kids out looking for work. And the problem is, because they don't have any education or any skills, there's nothing available for them. So they end up working in bars and massage parlours, and this is where the abuse and the exploitation starts to happen. Statistics say that there's over one million children trafficked every year. Um, it's the second largest illegal trade in the world, but the fastest growing. So the, fa the largest is still drugs, and even drug traffickers today are exchanging their cargo for humans because of the less risks and the higher profits involved. The vulnerable age of a child being trafficked is 16 years old, but it's not uncommon for us to rescue children a lot younger. Uh, the youngest that we've rescued to date was only 17 months old. Um, but she was adopted out to a Christian family and her... Um, growth is that of a normal child and she's doing, doing really well can, uh, despite her beginnings. I've travelled to Cambodia many times now with Destiny Rescue and you don't have to travel very far from the airport before you start seeing these establishments that are called karaoke television bars or KTVs for short. They've become very much a part of the culture and part of the landscape over there. You can find them in um, most large cities and even small small towns. And 
They're the place that men can go to have a good time and to hook up with women. Well, one night our agents, they walked into this establishment and by the time they got to the third floor, they had discovered that there were probably about 300 women working in this establishment. And the other thing that they noticed is that 30 to 40% of them were underaged. And I'm telling you this because it's so sad to think that there's such a demand for sex in the world today that an establishment like this exists, much less the other 800 establishments just like it in Cambodia alone. So it's a big problem, but there is hope. And I just want to turn to uh, Luke 4, 18, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord. Um, at this time, Jesus had just started his ministry. He'd spent 40 days in the desert, been tempted by the devil. Um, then he went into Galilee and his preaching ministry had just started and his name um, was starting to get known throughout Israel. Uh, then he returned to his hometown in Nazareth and on the Sabbath, as usual, he got up to speak. And he was handed the scroll from Isaiah um, and basically what he was doing is he was making an, a statement to announce what his mission on this earth was to be. And that mission was to rescue. See, Jesus not only came to preach great sermons about the kingdom of God, but he came to fulfill his father's will and bring deliverance to his people. When you look at the ministry of Jesus here on earth, we see that it was mainly centred around the vulnerable, those that were um, spiritually, socially and economically poor. It's this vulnerability that can lead to uh, exploitation, oppression and injustice. And Jesus calls us as his people to address this injustice. We see um, many examples in the Bible where Jesus was reaching out to the vulnerable and, and the rejected. And one of my favourite stories is the woman at the well. Um, she was rejected by her own community, but Jesus spent time with her. And even Jesus, it wasn't culturally acceptable that he should even spend time with her. One, he was a Jew and one, he was, uh, he was a male. But he knew her intimately. He knew that she'd had five husbands previously but he still cared about her and he even admitted to her that he was the promised Messiah and he set her up to be his messenger to, his, to her community, whereas we know in the Bible that many in that community came to accept Jesus all through this woman. I can't see a better example in the Gospels than what Destiny Rescue is doing in rescuing children out of human trafficking and sexual exploitation. We have agents, um, we, we are in 10 project nations at the moment officially, 12 unofficially because we have a couple of pri um, pilot programs going. Uh, but we have agents who are going into bars and brothels night after night, posing as customers, as clients, looking for underage, underage girls. And there are a number of ways that we do our rescues. So one of the main, couple of the main ways is that we have covert rescues. 
which, um, like that, we have agents going into bars and brothels looking for underage girls. Once they um, have the trust of the girl, then they'll take her out and um, get her rehabilitated and some trauma counselling, which I'll go into a bit later. We also work with um, police in the higher level, like equivalent to our FBI, and we get all the intel that the police need that an establishment or an individual is selling children. And then they'll organise a raid one night and go in. And the great thing about our raids is that many girls um, can be rescued and the perpetrator is put behind bars and the establishment can be closed down. Uh, another one that we do, which is one of my favourites, is in Nepal. And we have 25... Uh, stations set up along the border identifying girls who have been tricked into thinking they've met the love of their life online. But what happens is they um, get over the border and they end up in the hands of a trafficker and at this point they can be trafficked anywhere around the world and it's very hard to track them down and rescue them once that happens. But the government has allowed us to set up these stations and most of the stations are manned by female uh, rescue agents and many of these female rescue agents were rescued from that very same situation and now are giving back. Um, another one that came about through COVID is our agents were going into the villages where a lot of the girls were being exploited during COVID and lockdown um, because Poverty was on, on the rise and many um, families were without food. Here in Australia, we have a good government system that helped us through that time, but in a lot of these countries, they lost their job, they lost their source of um, food. So our agents went in there with food parcels and what they discovered when they were in these villages is that many of the children, especially in a new country that we're working in, uh, in Uganda, a lot of the children had lost their parents due to civil war or other situations and they were bringing up the siblings themselves. And because of their lack of skills, the only thing they could do is exchange their own bodies for food. So every time a meal was needed, they were going out into the streets and selling, selling their bodies. So now we're working in those villages and with those children and providing food packages and ways that they can um, stay out from that. Uh, to date, so last year, um, up to 11th of November when we stopped counting for the year, we conducted 115 raids working in partnership with the police, um, 152 arrests and eight establishments were closed down and over 3,000 uh, individuals were rescued just in 2022 alone. Uh, to date, we have rescued over 11,000 since 2011 when we started counting our, our numbers. So this year, 2023, we're excited all to get back to work and start all over again, and we have bigger goals of rescuing a lot more children and getting a lot more of these establishments closed down in this coming year. But if we left it at rescue, there's a good chance that these kids would all end up back in the bars. So we needed to come up with a program that would keep them out and keep them safe. So we developed what, was, what is called our Pathways to Freedom course. Now, once a child uh, is rescued, one of two things will happen. She will either um, 
go back to her village and reintegrate with her parents and that's only if it's safe to do so and the parent wasn't responsible in the first place for them being trafficked. Or if it's not safe or they're highly traumatised, they'll go into one of our safe homes. But in both cases, each child will receive counselling, they'll receive medical care, they'll receive education, financial aid, um, vocational training and safe job placement. So we've discovered um, when we've introduced the model of trying to get them back into their family and their communities, a lot of the girls are, are healing a lot quicker than what they were when they were all introduced to our, into our establishments. Uh, Sally, I started the story off at the beginning of Sally. Um, she was trapped and tricked into working in this brothel. And one night our agents happened to come into this establishment and they noticed her. And they spent some time with her trying to get to know her and build her trust. Because you've got to understand an establishment like this, they're not used to the good people, you know, nice people coming in. So it took her a while. And then finally she agreed to go with our agents to one of our safe homes to see um, what we do there and meet other girls that have been in the same situation. I'll let her tell you the rest of her story via video now. Thanks, Sue. I met a lot of girls, different stories, different tragedy. I realize it's real and it's, it, I feel like a home. It's like a home and, you know. And I said, yes, I would love to join the VR. the biggest um, decision I did, and it was the right decision I ever did in my life. I was there one year to provide my study. My life changed. Hey, Mr. How are you? Seeing her for the first time in a little while, and I, I was excited to see her. I was excited to, to find out what was new in her world. The change is black and white. I save a lot of money. Even I'm at school, I'm selling clothes, I had a store and I have piggery now in the province. She's now working a full-time job for an advertising firm. She looks a lot healthier. She's still got that same spirit, she's still got the same quirks, but a lot has changed. She's, she's done a lot of growing up since leaving Destiny Rescue's home. Once a month, she saves up enough money to go and buy food and clothes and, and she cooks and prepares these things and she goes out to, to feed the homeless and, and clothe them, uh, donate her time and spend time with them. And by doing that, there's a guy approached me like, wow, I'm amazed. He would love to help kids there. Yeah, and then they asked me if I can join their, their group, which is just like you. She carries herself with, with a lot of pride and, and, and confidence, unlike when I first met her. And I start a new life. And I promised to myself that after that, I won't ever come back there and I will, I will be successful one day, you know, which is I did now, which I am now, which I'm so proud of myself. I just want to say I'm so proud of yeah. 
Sally's story is just one of thousands of stories that we have just like it, where, you know, they've gone with the song earlier was um, Out of the Ashes Comes Beauty, and we've seen that so many times over and over, but it's the type of work that can get overwhelming, like 1.2 million children trafficked every year, that's a huge number, but when it gets overwhelming like that, I'm often reminded of a story that I heard years ago, and it's about a boy, you probably know it, but it's about a boy who was down on the beach after a storm had gone through his community. And there was thousands and thousands of starfish washed up on the beach. And this boy was down on the edge and he was picking up one starfish and throwing it into the water. And along came an elderly man on his morning walk and he saw what the boy was doing and he said, what are you, what are you doing here? And the boy said, well, the sun's about to come up, the tide's about to go out, and if I don't get these starfish back into the water, they'll die. And the man looked up the beach and saw the numerous amounts of starfish there and said, there's no way you can make a difference. The boy bent down, picked up a starfish, and threw it into the water and said, for that one, I did. And it's just like that with us. We just keep going after the one, then the next one, and then the next one. And over 11,000 rescues since 2011 is a lot of ones. And just finishing off now, you know, there's... Um, um, Destiny Rescue are going to keep rescuing as long as this issue exists. And we'll keep rescuing the one and then the, and the next one because we strongly believe that every child should go to bed at night to sleep and not work. So thank you for this morning, and if you have any questions that you'd like to ask me, I'll be around at, at the table. So thank you, and I'll hand it back to Mark. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have been blessed by the message. Windsor Road Baptist Church is a growing intergenerational and international community of people committed to whole life discipleship. Please visit us at windsorroad.org.au to connect with us and to learn more about our church.